The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network, the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now, only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. F you. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. We have white people problems in America. That's what we have. White people problems. You know what that is? That's where your life is amazing, so you just make shit up to be upset about. <laughs> people in other countries have real problems, like, oh they're cutting off all our heads today. Things like that. Here we make shit up to be upset about. Like, how come I have to choose a language on the ATM machine? It's bullshit. I shouldn't have to do that. I'm American. What the shit we bitch about? I called American Airlines and I got a Pakistani lady. And she was in Pakistan. I'll tell you what though, when I call American Airlines and I get the Pakistani lady, I hang up and I call again. And it's not because I don't like her, and it's not because she doesn't speak English, because she speaks way better than I do. She's just a better person. It's so clear. And I know, here's why I don't like talking to her, because I know she doesn't give a shit about me and my white people problems. I want to talk to the lady from Texas, who's like, well, how can I help you? That's the lady I want. I just know that, hello, American, oh, f you don't care. There's no way, why would you? I'm in my underwear. Hi, I have a layover in Dallas that's really long. And I was wondering if she's like, oh really? I haven't had a clean glass of water in 10 years, okay? <laughs> Two of my kids died this morning. I still came to work, you fat <laughs> I can hear your fat over the phone. Why don't you hang up and kill yourself? Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. Hello, Bob. Hi, everybody. Eat Bob. Oh, that was uncalled for. <laughs> that was totally uncalled for, Mr. Oliver. I protest. All right, it is the uh, Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Oh, by the way, it's August 17, 2017. I'm doing everything out of order today. No idea why. Uh, my name is Bob, and we're brought to you by the best soap in the world. It's BubbleGenius.com. Also by the uh, Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Get free legal advice by going to bobseska.com and just click Charles Bowen's uh, smiling face with his old-timey telephone right down there. You can't miss it. You really can't. All right, let's let's do this and dig into everything happening today. All right. Hooray. Hello, world. Here's the news that she's bringing. Come on, get Jackie. Yeah, Jackie Schechner. Yay. All my stories is what she's singing. Bring you Jackie. Come on, it's Jackie. Yes, it is. Hi, Jackie. Hello. Hello. 
Hi, hi. What a week, huh? Yeah, you could say that. What? I'm so glad to have you on the show today, Jackie. I, I've been dying to know your take on on Charlottesville and Trump's reaction. Obviously, there was a there was a, a terrorist attack in Barcelona today, horribly. And of course, in, in Barcelona, both sides both sides to both blame. Sides. Both sides. Yeah. No, those people shouldn't have been sitting on the street. Yeah, uh, damn. Yeah, them. I mean, I've been to. I, I've been very lucky to be able to travel to Spain um, a few times, and I've been to Barcelona a bunch of times. And yeah. Las Ramblas, for you know, people who don't know, is a it's a tourist area, and a, a I mean, not tourist in in just tourist, but it's a a pedestrian area is what I should say. Yeah. There's there's uh, vendors, and there's a big open uh, market, and. You know, it's it's where people go to stroll and and to eat and to. I mean, it's it's which is why it was a target, beautiful obviously. area. Yeah, no, and and August is also a big vacation month in Spain. I mean, yeah. it's it's the time that people are out and about before school starts up again, and people take time off. I mean, it's one of the things about the European lifestyle that's so lovely is that <laughs> they very much appreciate the 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 idea of taking time off to spend time with friends and family and appreciate just sort of the nicer quiet moments of life and and it's i mean i you know i looked at the news it was one person dead i i was in a exercise class came out now it's 13 so i you know it's yeah it's been increasing exponentially since the the word first came down and uh right and so donald trump has already reacted to it despite not having all the facts which he said that he yeah yeah. he said he likes to do (laughs) likes to have all the facts before he talks about something We've yeah, got- and it is. I mean, you were saying, like, you know, the the tie to to Charlottesville. I mean, in that it's using a vehicle as a weapon. I mean, that's yep. a that's a choice that that this terrorist. I mean, we were assuming it's a terror attack at this point. Have chosen to make. It's the same exact thing that the the guy in Charlottesville chose to use as a weapon. Mm-hmm. I don't see a distinction there. Mm-hmm. There, of course, is no distinction. Uh, lots of shocking reaction continues to come down over uh, what happened in Charlottesville over the weekend. And, and of course, uh, the, the president's just horrifying response. I mean, every time he opens his mouth about this thing, every time I see him now, I'm finding myself just flying into a rage. I mean, I, I started blogging and I started podcasting as a means of exorcising my rage at the things that are happening in politics every damn day. And I'm finding that it's even not enough. I'm finding myself yeah. back yelling at the television like I did before I was even a, a blogger. And I think that's across the board now. I think now the dividing line has been drawn between, and I, I, I hate to put it in these terms because the Republicans spent so many years branding the word patriotism. But I mm-hmm. feel like now we're in that realm where we can honestly say that there is a difference between patriotic Americans I mean, reasonable, moral Americans and crazy people, <laughs> crazy mm-hmm. people who still support Donald Trump. Uh, the, the latest poll came down. Sixty seven percent of Republicans approve of Trump's response to Charlottesville. Sixty seven percent of Republicans are, are. I was thinking about I mean, are we assuming these are 67 percent of Republicans with a phone line, and like a landline? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I do I wonder. Yeah. I do wonder, like, who's answering these polls? Because yeah. at this point, who are these people? I mean, it's, I, you know, I understand that they're, uh, you know, it, 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 it's hard to, it's hard to understand. I got to be honest. I, mean, I know there's people who yeah. support him. It's, we it's need Chez. We need Chez for clarity right now, don't we? Of course we do, always. <laughs> yes. I mean, 
God, I can't believe he's missed this stuff. You yeah, know, that's, yeah. That's the that's the crazy part about all this is like this this whole or maybe he bowed out. He's like, I can't take this. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I think that's I think uh, cr- crazy enough. It. I mean, that's I think that's what it was. I think it was just yeah. like this was overwhelming for him. He was endure- He was looking at four years of this madness yeah. after having come off two years of it uh, through the campaign and realizing, sure. oh God. <laughs> Yeah, well, we've, I mean, we joke about it. You. It's actually probably part of it. I know that he was distressed yeah. and yeah. and whatnot. But um, anyway, we're moving on. Yeah, no, I mean, we could go down that rabbit hole for hours. Um, but I, I think what's so, you know, it's hard. I, I, I'm usually not at a loss for words, and this whole circumstance has, has got me really trying to figure out what to say. Yeah, because I think when when this Charlottesville Charlottesville thing happened, I had trouble understanding how people were suddenly outraged, and I see that because. He's been racist all along. I yeah. mean, this is not a surprise. I mean, it started with his announcement about Mexicans not sending their best people. And he went yep. after Judge Curiel. And and he's encouraging people at his rallies to beat other people up. And and it's all basically, he says to the, you know, he thinks all black people live in inner cities. And he's <laughs> he's saying to African-American crowds, what do you have to lose? I mean, he's been, there was a the old court case where he said that people who own casinos didn't look like, those particular people didn't look like Indians to him. Right. And his dad was, uh, you know, they, they had these lawsuits against them for racial discrimination in their buildings. I mean, it's, this is an entire lifetime of being racist. And and yep. then, you know, you think a 70-year-old man is all of a sudden not going to be racist anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's so, and he spends five years trying to discredit the first African-American president in the United States. Yeah, yeah. So our first black president, however we want to, you know, it, so it's, it's, I mean, this is no shock to anybody. So then we're surprised now that he comes out and, and tries to make excuses for uh, the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists who were marching in, in the South and in Virginia. I mean, it's. It, it wasn't surprising, and yeah. so the the all of a sudden everybody's outraged that he he said what he said. Yes, it was despicable and disgusting, but I'm trying to figure out why it is I was less shocked than everybody else. No, I I think there's a uh, it's a matter of experiencing two separate emotions at the exact same time, which is I'm not shocked and I am shocked. That's what I'm I disgusted. Find myself. Yeah. But yeah. it's the same kind of disgust I've had all along. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we 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 all saw this coming. Everyone going, "Oh my God, I can't believe he actually said this." And and I'm going, "Well, yes, I can totally believe that he actually said this. This makes perfect sense. This is a guy who is catering to that 35. percent He's pandering to his base exclusively, and there mm-hmm. are more Americans than we like to think." who may not be, they're they're not marching with the white supremacists, they're not posting white supremacist memes on their Facebook walls, they're not doing all of the radical things that we typically associate with these groups, but at the same time, there's a sympathy there. There's a sympathy like, oh yes, white people are being put out, white people are being marginalized by African American uh, activist groups, and we're losing our culture, and our culture is being just white culture, and they associate the idea of white society with that 1950s utopia that they've been seeking to return to for so many years forgetting that 1950s white utopia included segregation and jim crow laws and lynchings and kkk marches throughout the country these are the things that they don't remember which they probably should remember and that gets people trying to find a scapegoat for their own inability to 
to move ahead. And and I yeah. see that it's like, you know, well, there's lazy. It's like the, the myth of the lazy welfare queen, you know, the black <laughs> right. welfare queen. And it's like, well, you know, I, I watch daytime television. Like a lot of those people are white, you know, like it's not there's a lot of there's a lot of white poverty. There's a lot mm-hmm. of uh, there's a there's a lot of this is not a, a, a racial thing. Right. It's there's a lot of um, there, there's a lot of of white people who are taking advantage of the system and who are yep. committing crime and who are like, it's just not race based. And I, it's frustrating that, that there's this myth that's being perpetuated at the top level of government now. Um, but it's, it's a last gasp. And, and yeah, when yeah. you see the, the blowback now, it's like, Oh, thank goodness. There really are more of us than them. And, yeah. and we are really going to move in the right direction. The problem is you've got to figure out what to do about Trump. Mm-hmm. And you've got these Republican members of Congress who still aren't standing up and saying enough is enough. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, it, it should have been enough when he bragged about grabbing women by the private area. It should yep. have been enough when we found out he was walking in on an underage girls changing. Mm-hmm. It should have been enough, you know, when he insulted Mexicans and and it should. I mean, it all should have been enough. Like yeah. where you're now, now you're drawing a line. Like now that there's a moral equivalency <laughs> yeah. between white supremacists and those fighting against. Nazis like now here's your line yeah exactly exactly and even then even then they're not standing up en masse and saying enough the I mean the 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 crazy thing about this is it's it's really and and the hub of this has been Charlottesville and that has sort of been Mm -hmm. the confluence of all of these things which is a combination of angry white people and a complete uh disconnection with history there is a long long shadow of charlottesville that extends back at least 150 years if not 250 years there is there are details and complications and 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 party identification shifting and party platform shifting and the southern strategy and jim crow laws extending out of uh uh, of a of a, a more radical reconstruction era that that uh, radicalized southerners to fight back against that and then you had you know there's a um, there's a chart going around that's charting mm-hmm. the rise of confederate monuments being added in the south with the increase in Jim Crow laws and KKK activity and all those things. And they tend to coincide, but then there's also another layer to that history which is that Around 1910, 1911, when uh, when a lot of those Confederate statues first went up, happens to also have been the 50th anniversary of the Civil War. And then again, in the mm. and you see in that chart, there's another peak in, in Confederate statues being put up uh, around the early 60s, which happened to have been the 100th anniversary of the Civil War. And that's just to say that there, and, and to illustrate that there are so many different aspects of history that are just clashing and just smacking right together when we when we talk about something like Charlottesville and we talk about Donald Trump's complete de- detachment from reality and from historical fact. I mean if if Donald Trump could tell me one thing, just one detail about Stonewall Jackson outside of Stonewall Jackson's name and the fact that he's got the word wall in there and Donald Trump loves <laughs> Donald Trump loves big beautiful walls. But he I mean, has it, no clue. he has he doesn't no care idea. about any of it. He didn't know Heather Hager's name. I mean, he, that the lovely woman that was she was a fine woman. I hear she's she was fine. an awesome woman. She was I mean, but there were fine people on both sides. Yeah, he, he couldn't, couldn't say her name. Couldn't say it. Didn't go to the memorial service, unlike previous presidents. I mean, for God's sake, George W. I wouldn't Bush. want him there. Would you want him there? I mean, would, if you were her family, would you? I mean, look, no, let's talk about her not. mother. 
first of all, let's talk about her mother. You know, okay. I, I, I watched the memorial and my first instinct was like, oh my God, what sedation is this woman under that yeah. she's able to be so composed? I mean, it was, is she in shock? I mean, that was my first reaction. And then I was like, Jackie, get yourself together. You can't and never react to how somebody else deals with grief, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not my place to have any opinion, but gosh, I mean, she was so together and, and so um so reasonable and yeah. and in the family I, mean, I know that god forbid something happened to me my mother would be a, a puddle right? oh yeah this yeah woman was like you know honoring honor honor heather by elevating her message not by silencing it and and obviously the standing ovation i mean that was just the strength that that woman showed in that moment um i i don't i don't know that i would have ever been able to do that or anybody i know would have been able to do that so. yeah yeah and it's one of those things where again you're thrust into history and you had uh no inkling whatsoever that this would be how your life would eventually turn out that your daughter would be killed by by a nazi during a an anti-white supremacy protest in which the president is now deeply ensconced because of his, because mm-hmm. of his own ineptitude his own misunderstandings of lost cause mythology and and plus you you're wrapping in i mean basically here this is what we're looking at jackie we're looking at a president of the united states who is now defending the bad guys from the civil war World mm-hmm. War Two and mm-hmm. the and we loop in Russia with the cold the bad guys from the Cold War. <laughs> it's I mean, true. Yes, he's embracing our our enemies uh, <laughs> all the way through history. Exactly, and 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 this is the president from the party of Lincoln, the party of Eisenhower, who was a key commander in World War Two, fighting Nazis, obviously, and then he's also uh, the party of Reagan who was the last Republican president to fight the, the Soviets in the Cold War. And he doesn't so, care. He doesn't I mean, this care. This is somebody, he doesn't, he does, he's never cared about anything but himself and his money. I mean, that's, this is not this is not a compassionate human being. This is not a normal person. No. There's, there's no empathy there. I mean, this is what he believes. He's going to bloviate on it. The the idea that General Kelly's got anything under control is is hysterical. I mean, that's that, there's no <laughs> yeah, nothing's Kelly. changed. Outstanding nothing's work there. Nothing's changed. Yeah. And 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 I don't know if you were planning on getting into this, but talk about like the chaos in the White House. Did you did, have you talked about the Breitbart? Good Lord. I mean, talk about a sinking ship and the rats hopefully getting off at some point. I mean, that's uh, that's going to be the first indication when everyone starts quitting. And uh, but I mean, it's it's not happening. They're not they're not quitting yet. And I think I think Trump just as a a preview to what we're going to talk about with regard to Breitbart and Steve Bannon. Trump is afraid to get rid of Steve Bannon because I because Steve Bannon's got him compromised just like the Russians do. That's yeah. And I. I think that it's, you know, afterwards there was that report, you know, like uh, uh, administration officials are shocked. Staff members are shocked that Trump went off the rails with that press conference. Yeah. Okay. If you work for him, you know exactly who he is. <laughs> Nobody should be shocked anymore. Right. Like, there's no, there's no shock. You knew yeah. he was a racist jerk. That, that That's no surprise. And you knew at some point he was going to go off the rails again. Yep. And he did. I mean, that's that he lives off the rails. There is no on the rails with Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I mean, there's, and then there's this whole other layer that he's playing with right now that Donald Trump is playing with. And he tweeted a few times to this regard. He's going down the road of defending these Confederate monuments. And what he's basing all of this on is, of course, the lost cause mythology that rose up after Reconstruction in order to reunite the nation, reunite white America 
around a, a new common enemy so that the South and the North could get along based around the demonization of black people. That's, I mean, that's essentially the, the lost cause myth. How can we make the South look okay again so the North and the South can be one and we can unify? And, uh, of course, there were politics involved there, marketing and so on, uh, in order to do that and, and to benefit from that. And so you get things like, out of the lost cause mythology, you get things like, oh, Robert E. Lee, Robert E. Lee was opposed to slavery. No, no, Robert E. Lee was not opposed to slavery. <laughs> Robert E. Lee owned slaves. Robert E. Lee was notoriously nasty to his slaves. Maybe mm-hmm. not one of the more nasty ones, because you're certainly uh, a southern uh, gentry who were worse to their slaves than Robert E. Lee. But Robert E. Lee was pretty much a bastard to his slaves, not only owning slaves, but treating them horribly, breaking up families. He was notorious for breaking up slave families. So one of the things he also did was, and this is well documented, I'm not making this up, he used to also have his slaves who would try to you know, be insubordinate or, or maybe try to, to, to flee. He would have them flogged, of course, as we've seen in movies like Glory and so on. And then he would have the flogged slaves occasionally brined. Which oh. meant that if the flogging wasn't bad enough, they would be they would be doused after the flogging salt in, with salt water. Yeah, oh. which would be I mean you can't even imagine these open gaping wounds in their back from being whipped, and then salt water being poured into the wounds. And that's something that Robert E. Lee used to do. But it didn't behoove a lot of people, uh, especially politicians coming out of Reconstruction, to continue to play along with those myths. So they had to create these marble men. They had to create these heroic characters of the South in order to reunify the country. And God, there were so many other things that came out of that. Some, some of the most horrific movies that have ever been presented in movie theaters came out of the Lost Cause mythology. And these are all things. The reason I'm going down this road is to illustrate the lies and myths that a lot of Southerners, a lot of even Northerners who, uh, like Donald Trump, uh, don't know any better, so they they play up all of these ridiculous uh, uh, myths about Southern generals and 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 the, the Confederate cause. Donald Trump today just tweeted this. He tweeted a series of three tweets. Sad to see history and culture for of our great country being ripped apart with the removal of our beautiful statues and monuments. You can't change history, but you can learn from it. Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson. Who's next? Washington, Jefferson. So foolish. Also, the beauty that is being taken down out of our cities, towns, and parks will be greatly missed and never able to be com- comparably replaced. I have an idea. <laughs> Me too. I've got lots of ideas. A yeah. Robert Mueller statue. A Robert Mueller statue. That's exactly <laughs> right. I think we need to do that. Robert Mueller. Uh, in I the- think we can replace that. With the men and women who are going to be our heroes. <laughs> I know a place on Fifth Avenue where a Robert Mueller statue would go perfectly across from that monstrosity called Trump Tower. We can Here's also- the craziness. How many times do you think <laughs> Donald Trump has visited any of these parks or statues or monuments? Uh, he's. I saw pictures. He went to Gettysburg. Probably has no understanding of Gettysburg, even though he was there. Has no understanding of any of this stuff. Donald Trump but doesn't know But this was during the campaign, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it like was. prior to his running for president when was the last time he took a vacation to a national park or visited any sort of statue or monument the man doesn't leave trump tower or his own golf courses yeah and he put up that fake monument at his golf course remember it was like oh yeah the river of blood yeah yeah that wasn't even real 
It wasn't real. And so, yeah, to go along with is, his fake Time magazine covers, right? Yeah, this is not somebody who cares one iota about nope. monuments or national treasures. Or This is not a man who goes on, on Civil War battlefield tours or, you know, this is he doesn't care. He doesn't leave New York. I mean, this is yeah. the only reason he's in D.C. is because he has to be. I mean, this, it's insane. He goes there and, and Palm Beach, you know, so it, it's stupid. I mean, yeah. for him to, to have any sort of opinion about the beauty of our statues and minds. But I mean, the, the irreplaceable beauty is what he's saying. Oh, he's saying that on. there's nothing there's nothing that can improve our parks and public areas more than the existence of a statue for uh, Stonewall Jackson. Stonewall Jackson was a, you know, Stonewall Jackson was a hell of a Confederate commander. He was also a maniac. Stonewall Jackson was certifiably nuts. He used to ride around in battle with one arm raised in the air because it, he thought it kept his, his blood balanced for some reason. <laughs> he, would, he would not eat pepper because he thought pepper would, would make his leg inexplicably hurt. I mean, he was a he was a Yeah, that sounds bag. like somebody Trump would it's, uh, it's actually, yeah, Trump kind of guy, isn't it? <laughs> totally. I bet if you put up statues. No, this would be actually a really good experiment. Let's put up statues of like Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson and all of these people that Trump's all in up in arms about and ask him to identify them. <laughs> right. I don't think he could. I don't, again, I don't think he can name a single detail about any of these Confederate commanders Mm-mm. that he's been, uh, he's been praising. I mean, no, it's, we could it's, put up like fake pictures of people who've been in movies, and then we could put pictures of like actors, you know, and then we could put pictures <laughs> of the actual generals and like you know black and white the new ones, and and just ask him to pick out a couple of the guys that he's so up in arms about. Yeah, exactly. Know what they look like he has no idea. <laughs> no, definitely not. Of course, you know he's just looking at the beards. Likes the beards. Likes the, <laughs> they're they're macho guys. That's he likes macho about. Guys, they're yes. macho guys. Um, okay, so it's, speaking of macho guys. This is uh, one of my favorite. Before we uh, before we take a short break here, coming up, you know there are a couple of uh, couple of white supremacists and uh, Trump defenders who were crying on television this week. I'd always love to play. Well, why the are sound they such of, criers? Just what such, is that about? They're such crybabies. They're such criers. All of these guys yeah. are such crybabies. Here's uh, here's Nazi Christopher Cantwell crying oh, because. There's an arrest warrant out for him, and I just love. I, I'm not playing this because he's what he's saying is particularly interesting. I just love making fun of them when they're when they're crying. It's just the funniest thing. These tough talking Nazis are suddenly drawn to tears over you know the fact that they're facing accountability for their awfulness. So here's a uh, here's this guy Chris Cantwell from the uh, the latest Vice uh, Vice News special about Charlottesville. I called the Charlottesville Police Department and I asked them, I, I said, I have, I have been told that there's a warrant out for my arrest. Mm. Um, and they, uh, they said that they wouldn't confirm it, but that I could find this out if I, <clears throat> excuse me. Wait, wait, this needs, <laughs> I love that. I just love this so much. This needs music, by the way, so let's continue. Okay. <laughs> that I could find this out if I wanted to go to a local magistrate or something like that. But with everything that's happening, I don't think it's wise for me to be, you know, going going anywhere. There's a state of emergency. The National Guard is here, um, you know. So I don't I don't think it's a good idea for me to go there, frankly. Um, oh. And I don't I don't know what to do. I've emailed Stephen Tenney of the Key Police Department. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I need a minute. I, I have emailed Stephen Tenney of the Key Police Department. He's one of the cops who came there. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> He's one of the cops who saved my ass when I had to pull my gun in Keen. 
And I emailed him and I said, I don't know what to do. I need guidance. Um, I need guidance. Guidance. I need help. I want to be peaceful. I want to be law-abiding. Okay? That was the whole entire point of this. And I'm watching CNN talk about <laughs> this, this violent white nationalist protest. We have done everything in our power to keep this peaceful. You know? We yeah, have done everything. Sure. We talk a lot of shit on the internet, right? Uh, but like literally, Jason Kessler applied for a permit like months ago for this. Stop whining. Okay? <laughs> when they yanked our permit, we went okay. to the ACLU <laughs> and we went to court and we won. Oh, oh. We've been coordinating oh. with law enforcement the entire time. Every step of the way, we've tried to do the right thing. Oh, wait. Can we stop? And they just won't. Yes, yes. Every step of the way, I, I saw this. Every step of the way, we've tried to do the right thing. I yeah. love that line. Sure. Every step of the way, we tried to do the right thing. Here's the thing. Not being a white nationalist would be doing the right thing. All right. Not being a neo-Nazi would be doing the right thing. I mean, that's what I love about this. It's like, yes. Not hating Jews and black people would be doing the right thing. We're, we're expected to believe that the people who marched with white supremacists and Nazis and KKK fine members people. were fine, fine people. Fine people. These are fine people. Have you watched that? I mean, you've seen the Vice video. Like, they embed yeah. it. If you haven't already, go watch it. I mean, yeah. that's the first thing you should do. I don't want to encourage you to turn off the podcast, but, but bookmark it. And, <laughs> yeah, you can pause and, and go it. and do it. When yeah. this is done, yeah, watch the Vice documentary because if you watch this, I mean, these morons with their khakis and tiki torches, I mean, there's really nothing more pathetic. But th- there's nobody in that crowd that's a good person. <laughs> No. These aren't fine people who like, you know, paid a babysitter so that they could go and protest the removal of a statue. You know, this isn't like mom and pop. These are these are angry racists. Like this is not no. these are not they're they're not plenty of fine people in that group. The, yeah, they're Nazis for God's sake. They're <laughs> Nazis. They are Nazis and white supremacists and KKK members. There's nothing redeemable about it. And, and for, Any of for, them. For, for yeah, exactly. And and, and Donald Trump says, well, they're they're I mean, he's he's going off, and, and and everyone who's defending these people say, well, there's violence on on both sides. Yeah, tell me uh, which side is responsible for six million dead Jews and and tens of thousands of lynched African Americans. Not to mention all the atrocities that happened during the Civil War and before the Civil War to African American citizens in this country. There's no comparable. I mean, it's it's so absurd to even to even go there. I mean, I it's. It's insane. Yeah. I, well, here's a. Uh, I, I want to play the sound of one more cr- crying Trump defender because oh, I just sure. I love the sound of it so much. This is uh, Melissa Francis on <laughs> Fox News Channel. Oh yeah, this will this will bleed into what I have to add. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just she cannot even. She's at the point where she she has to defend Trump, but she's so upset by all the critical. Uh, words spoken about her president that's making her cry. No one said equal, and that's one of the places where this went off the rails. He never said equal blame. He said there were very good people among the neo-Nazi protesters. He did, don't roll your eyes, he he did say those words. He didn't say there were very good people among neo-Nazi protesters. He said there were very good people on the other side. There are people that were opposed to the statues. Look at, can I tell you this? I am so uncomfortable having this conversation, and that's what this woman said before this because I know it's in my heart and I know know that I don't think anyone is different better or worse based on the color of their skin but I feel like there is nothing any of us can say right now without being judged you know Melissa there have been a lot of tears on our network and across the country and around the world yes (laughs) I'm so glad I have the sad Dixie constantly 
queued up. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Hey, Bob. How many times in your life has somebody accused you of being racist <laughs> or a Nazi? Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess not no, often. Not, like, not often, if ever. The, like, if, if you're accused of being racist or you've fallen into a crowd that's known to be racist or your network has uh, <laughs> elevated the voice of white nationalists, like, you're, you're in good company there in terms yeah. of possibly being called like you don't get to cry i know it's in my heart well if you're if you're promoting the birther lie and if you are affiliated with people uh who who advocate uh potentially racist rhetoric uh then you you might be racist yeah i mean it's like you don't accidentally fall into that category of people i'm sorry and you don't get to cry now and say that you're being falsely accused yeah yeah you don't get you don't get to defend donald trump uh, who is uh drawing these uh false equivalences between the uh the the anti-fascist protesters and the fascists i mean for god's sake they are I, i can't underscore this enough these are self-identified Nazis. We're not trampling over some sort of Godwin's law here. These are people who are out in public claiming to be Nazis, claiming to hate Jews, claiming to hate black people, claiming to hate anyone who's not them. And then as soon as they get nabbed, (laughs) whining about, oh my God, it's so sad and tragic, isn't it? What is all the crime? I mean, really, the crime amazing to me yeah I, mean, I, you, I don't you, know i you know they thought they thought that in the age of this is the this is the real pisser for them you know they thought after the election remember after the, the election last year it was like, oh we won you lost you have to go away now it's like yeah you, there no yeah. because we won there's no more black lives matter there's no more liberals protesting yeah. uh in the name of civil rights we we won and we get to do whatever we want now we get to say whatever we want because trump is president well you know <laughs> That's not the way it works. It is not how it works anymore. And okay, this is well, all- you gotta, you gotta, you gotta admit, a lot of these people just voted for the first time, so they don't know how it works, right? These are not, <laughs> yeah, these are not people who've been out in the world a heck of a lot. Yeah, and you know what? In addition to all of that, in addition to figuring out what's going on in the world, how about figuring out what happened really with history outside mm-hmm. of the Daily Stormer propaganda that uh. now Donald Trump is also playing with? You know, he also went after he went after Lindsey Graham today which was just another Donald Trump is trying to make enemies of the entire uh, Republican caucus on the hill and we're going to we're going to talk about that in uh, in just a couple minutes but before we do that it's time Jackie for another round of stump the Amazon link I you didn't know? prepare for this <laughs> I'll give I'll give you one I'll give you one to uh, to name well, here's what we do let me before I, I give you the the uh, the product to name Here's what we do every once in a while on the show. Uh, in fact, just a couple more, a couple of additional times. We've done it twice. <laughs> this would be the third time. Uh, Amazon, of course, has every product you can possibly imagine. So what we try to do is figure out a product that maybe Amazon doesn't have, and I assure you, they'll have it. Our product for today's show is, and I'm just going to give you the hint, Jackie. So you can, okay. we'll, pre- we'll pretend like you came up with it, but I'll just tell you. I can you. come up with one now if you want. I just, I forgot this was a game we played. Okay. Well, do, you, do you have one in mind? Sure. Okay. Well, let's, I, let's have okay. It. So uh, I'll, I'll be a little selfish here. So for those of you who follow me along on Twitter, you know that I am cat sitting for the next 10 months. Okay. Uh, we call her Rebound Cat, and I'll explain that later. So she has yeah. a bunch of. <laughs> 
She has, it's like a rebound relationship. Like my cat of 18 years passed away. I wasn't ready for a full-time cat yet. Oh, a friend right. was traveling. She's like, would you like a rebound cat? You don't have to commit. I was like, I'm in. So rebound cat is back with me now for 10 months. And she has all these stuffed animals that she tears apart. And so there's little pieces of stuffed animal all over my house. Uh-huh. So I think we should look and see if Amazon sells an indestructible stuffed animal. Indestructible stuffed animal. Okay, that uh, that should be interesting. That should be a real challenge for Amazon.com. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to BobSesco.com. And just below the logo, there's an all caps link. I'm doing it right now. It says, okay, find it, out. It says Amazon link. Clicking the Amazon link, which means now I'm attached to bobsesca.com, which means everything I buy, uh, the show will get a small commission from. So I'm going to go. Are you also the- keeping track? Like who's buying what? Uh, I can't see who. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't see who buys what. Fortunately for the people buying, but I can see some of the things that people buy, which is is always fun and fascinating to look at. So let's see, indestructible. Cat toy. Is that what we're looking at here? Yeah, indestructible. Indestru- either that. Indestructible cat toy, cat indestructible toy. stuffed animal, anything indestructible that's not going to leave little pieces of of stuff all over my Oh, head. I know. Yeah. I mean, my dog uh, eats every toy that I buy for him, and it all gets like caught up. It's really bad for them because it gets caught up in their intestines and all those strings oh, yeah. and the fiber fill. It's really, really awful for your pets. So let's try indestructible cat toy. And uh, here we go. Here we go. Good news. We have we have several products. Uh, <laughs> we have several products that are indestructible. How about the Deckyam pet dog rope toys for? Oh, these are for small, medium dogs, cats. There's a giraffe dog toy, a dog toy uh, ball. This is a really difficult description and title for this product. I'm going to read the. <laughs> I'm going to read the product verbatim as it's listed here at okay. uh, Amazon.com. Uh, pet dog rope toys for small, medium dogs, cats, giraffe dog toy, dog toy, ball dogs, toys for pack. What the Wait, hell does it, that even is mean? For, is it for a giraffe? <laughs> like your pet giraffe? I think or it's is it for. A it says toy. Yeah, it says for for small, medium dog, cats, giraffe dog toy, dog toy, <laughs> ball dogs, toy for pack. I guess okay. So the four pack. So you get four of them. That's what so that you get is. Four giraffe dogs. Here's another one: the Everfriend Interactive Soft Rubber Dog Toy Ball <laughs> for dogs, puppies, cats. Also listed under the sex toy section <laughs> of Amazon. <laughs> Virtually indestructible dog ball, which is bite resistant, and then it says treat food dispenser dog. That's uh, that's a little awkward and weird, but yet they have them. They have the indestructible dog and cat toys. Here's a Mr. Doggy Durable Rope Dog Toy Squeaky Dog Chew Toy Indestructible for Molar is what this. So, so what you're saying is Amazon needs, means. Amazon needs a copy editor. Amazon, <laughs> yes, Amazon needs to hire someone uh, to uh, rewrite all of their. Their indestructible dog and cat toy. I'm guessing it's titles. a search engine optimization thing. Maybe, yeah, yeah. But uh, this one again, the Mr. Doggy Durable Rope Dog Toy Squeaky Dog Chew Toy and Indestructible for Molar <laughs> is only nine nine eighty nine at Amazon.com through our Amazon link. Get it by tomorrow, August eighteenth, by using Amazon Prime, and you can click the uh, banner at bobseska.com and sign up for a thirty day free trial of Amazon Prime. That'll get you lots of good stuff too. So go to the uh, uh, BobSiska.com, Amazon link, support the show, and buy lots of lots of fun stuff. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> well done. Yeah, that worked well, didn't it? We are flawless today. Perfect. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. 
Okay, welcome to our uh, Thursday show. It is Thursday, right? Thank God. It is Thursday. Yep. Okay. Might be uh, a good Thursday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the weekend. And uh, you got big plans? I have zero plans. That's my favorite. I'm, it's my favorite thing to have no plans at all. My plans are to do nothing for uh, a couple of days. And, uh, by the way, I think I'm I think I'm taking a few days off around uh, Labor Day weekend. So I'll have uh, okay. further further announcements on the showtimes uh, surrounding Labor Day weekend too. So you'll keep us posted. We'll get to that later. All right, Jackie Schechner is here from investigaterussia.org, jackieschechner.com and the Stephanie Miller show. Uh, just a brief announcement. You know, you know who follows me now on Twitter? Who? Anthony Scaramucci. Yeah, you're you're not special. He follows me too. It's oh, like a, it's like a, it. it's like a Tay, it's like a Tay. I think it was Tay Diggs, right? Who had that? <laughs> yeah. That like whoever, whoever, and uh, who was the other person? There was another favorite. Oh, it was uh, Melissa Joan Hart. They like hired the same firm that went and fired that uh, followed everybody. So it's like hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So it's completely so, not special that it's not like no, not like Scaramucci went to my Twitter timeline or, or Jackie's Twitter timeline and said, you know, this is the best stuff. I cannot believe how entertaining these Twitter timelines are. This is fantastic. I gotta follow them. I gotta do he it. He should he should lead a seminar now on how to destroy your career in ten days. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. He was terrible on uh, Late Show with Stephen Colbert. The other night, just oh, bad, I didn't bad. see that. I should go watch it. He interviewed him. He agreed to an interview. Yeah, just unfunny and awkward, and you know, I guess it's it's hard to go into one of those lions dens if you're a Republican. But others have done it. I mean, Donald Trump's gone in. Uh, you know, other Republicans have appeared on these late night shows and done quite well. Uh, but Scaramucci was awful, 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 awful. So All right. while I'm talking to you right now, I just have to say I've got kind of the CNN going in the background because oh, I always do, and I, I don't yeah. know what he's saying. I can see him speaking. Apparently, Ted Cruz is speaking right now about Trump's comments. And I can't hear him. But I have to say that if he's drawing any sort of line, that's rich because Trump insulted him personally and his wife and his father, right? Yep. (laughs) So it's like those were not lines that bothered you. Yeah. I mean, you got to imagine Heidi Cruz right now is like, seriously, dude? Like (laughs) when he insulted me, you didn't care. But now? God, it's so it's so hard sometimes when I see Ted Cruz lashing out against Donald Trump. It's so hard for me to 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 keep from applauding Ted Cruz because Ted Cruz is in and of himself a monster. He's a terrible oh, he's course. a terrible terrible person and a terrible politician. Well, he's actually you know what he's so politiciany that he's it almost makes him a terrible politician. How obvious his politicking oh, is. His politicking yeah. is so. It's, you know that he's just he's just full of that sort of textbook political jargon and the and and he speaks and acts the way he thinks people expect him to speak and act. But it's just yeah. It's if he just were auditioning to play a politician in a movie, he wouldn't get the part because it would be too campy. Yes, he's inauthentic. That is the word I'm I'm searching Completely. for. Here. But I don't even know that there's an authenticity to his soul that he could be. Like there there's no there's <laughs> right. nothing there. Right. I mean I don't know what he said. We'll have to wait and 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 here it is what he said. But yeah. He, um, you know, for 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 me, when I see Ted Cruz speak against Trump, I'm like, really, dude? Like, you had an opportunity to, to do this when he went after your wife. Yeah, I mean, he did. Your he, dad. He could have uh, damaged Donald Trump 
uh, maybe permanently by staying in the race and taking his candidacy all the way to the Republican convention last year. And he refused to do it. And I wonder if, uh, you know, of course, I always wonder with, with everything I read about the Republican Party now, how the Russians were involved. You may have seen Dana Rohrbacher and, oh. and Chuck Johnson turning up to uh, Chuck C. Johnson, hack fraud Chuck C. Johnson turning up to uh, hang out with Julian Assange. Assange. Oh, my God. Yeah, Rohrbacker's like, Assange says there were no Russians. Well, there it is. That solves it for us. Yeah, the, on, I, Rohrbacker's so tied up in all of this. He absolutely is. Kevin McCarthy was not joking when he said there are two people Russia pays, and that's uh, Rohrbacker and Donald Trump. You know, that yeah. was quite, quite revealing. I mean, this is, this is what I'm working on. I mean, we talk about investigaterussia.org, right? Yep. It's the... It's the It'll be launched, hopefully, we're hoping by Labor Day. Um, oh, I can't wait. But, yeah, no, it's it's really great. And I will tell you, as the person who's kind of working and putting all this stuff together, the dots connect themselves. And it's really a cool – it's going to be a cool site to go and not only read all the latest news but also all the background information. And it's so obvious. I mean, yeah. nobody knows that many Russians. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Nobody, nobody knows that many Russians. Like, you know, if, 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 if you're afraid that people are going to think you're racist and you know a lot of racists, like maybe you are racist. Yeah, exactly. If if, if you know that, I don't know that, I don't know any racists. You know, like, if you know that many racists, you may be racist. Like, they know so many Russians. Nobody knows that many Russians. Did you see what happened to the Daily Stormer, that uh, white supremacy website? Uh, they, they won't uh, get carried. Nobody will carry them. Nobody right? will carry them. GoDaddy dropped them. Yeah, a bunch of yeah, a bunch of other uh, domain name registrars dropped them. And then the only one to take them was the .ru. They ended up with the Russia handle at the end of their domain name. So it's whatever it is, Daily Stormer, blah, 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 .ru. So the confluence of both... Yeah. Really, both sides to the Donald Trump horror show. You got Russia and you got white supremacists. And now there's a marriage there uh, with the Daily Stormer. None of this is coincidental. I mean, this is how Russia operates, right? I mean, part of its military strategy now is to try and dismantle democracies. Part of the strategy now is to take apart... Uh, everything that makes democracies free and open and people trusting the press and, uh, you know, people trusting the tenets of our society that holds it together. And and if you can if you can incite violence and you can uh, spark the levels of society that have been pushed underground uh, and you can allow them to thrive in the open, you, mm-hmm. you can create the chaos that fosters authoritarianism. I mean, this is all part of a very well-planned strategy on Russia's part. Meanwhile, there's so many things happening all at the same time. Uh, A second set of impeachment articles have been introduced in Congress. If you remember, the first set of impeachment articles had to do with obstruction of justice over the Mm -hmm. Trump-Russia scandal. Now there's another set of impeachment articles introduced that have to do with uh, Trump's remarks about Charlottesville, which uh, my guess at this point is the worst that's going to happen to Trump by way of Congress. It's probably a censure at best. Uh, because now, I mean, now what do they have to lose? I mean, he's going after... Which is after... a totally meaningless slap on the wrist <clears throat> for people who don't know. It is. I mean, a censure it... is like... Yeah, Boo on you. <laughs> exactly. It's like the least you can do without doing nothing. I mean, maybe just a, a nasty tweet is uh, is yeah. the least you can do to, to Trump. But I mean, and that's what most Republican members of Congress have been doing. So maybe a censure would be a step up from that. Uh, as Rachel Maddow pointed out last night, it is something that historians can memorize and continue to point to. Last time a president was censured was Donald J. Trump because he said horrible things defending Nazis uh, who, who committed a terrorist atrocity in 
uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. So that that's sort of part of it. Uh, but this is uh, obviously this is not something that's going to, I don't think, result in any sort of impeachment. Um, but meanwhile, Democratic lawmakers are planning to meet next month about Trump's mental health. The psychiatrist at the Yale School of Medicine has been asked by three Democratic members of Congress to consult with them about forming an expert panel to review and advise on President Donald Trump's mental health. Well, that should have been done a long time ago. I mean, I know that there's this whole thing where people can't comment on mental health from afar, right? There's a... Right. There's a professional standard where you're not allowed to remark on somebody's mental state and you know, telediagnose them or whatever you know, yep. through the television set. But I, you know, it, it's, this should have happened a long time ago. He's not stable. Anybody in their right mind can tell he's not. Yeah. Well, I, I love the idea, though, even if this goes nowhere. I love the idea that there has been there will be some sort of official on the record thing happening on Capitol Hill. That, on Trump's mental health, exactly. That underscores Trump's lack of mental health, and and I, you know, honestly, I think Donald Trump is is horrible. He's a monstrous human being who says horrible, horrible things. I, I think though he's per, almost perfectly in line with so many other uh, uh, brainwashed older uh, baby boomers who watch too much too much Fox News Channel, and and with Donald Trump. I think a lot of what he does and says has everything to do with here's what here's what my googly eyed rally goers really love. So I'm going to give them more of that because I am a, d- a deeply flawed human being who needs. But I think friends. that's a that's an that's a mental disorder in and of itself. I guess yeah, it's I like guess a so. deeply seated narcissistic personality disorder. Where yeah. you have no empathy. You have no sense of the world outside of yourself. He has no filter. There's no there's no morality there. So yeah. to me, that's like a, you know, you may not think of him in terms of like a psychosis and like, oh, he's schizophrenic crazy. You know, like a, I, I don't even know if that's the right example. And I, there may be some mental health experts who chastise me for that one. But, I, you know, it's not like you're. He's not a bouncing off the wall stereotype crazy like that. It's like yeah. a deep seated narcissistic personality disorder. And I think he's a little bit of a sociopath too. Like yeah. there's this behavior's not normal. The way the way he reacts in anger and he's he's triggered so easily and um, there's no rational train of thought. Like to me, there's a serious personality disorder. I, I think the other thing though we're looking at with Donald Trump is that that CEO glitch. There's a glitch that I think CEOs of major corporations or well, privately held family businesses like Donald Trump has, where they they are somehow able to separate business from anything personal or moral, where business is its own thing, where morality doesn't really come into play. What comes into play is the bottom line, the profit motive, uh, making sure your shareholders are happy, making sure your board is happy, making sure that uh, you're generating more and more wealth as you go forward. But the and, Trump and organization is a private company, right? That, yeah, and he doesn't that's true. have a board, so it's all his psych. I mean, he's a terrible... It's like, I, I, tweeted, I almost tweeted last night, and I actually deleted it because I wasn't I wasn't kind of in the mood to have that conversation, but it's like Donald Trump. Can we all admit that he's a like terrible businessman or the worst businessman ever? <laughs> yeah. Like he inherited all this money. He did a terrible job with it. He went into bankruptcy a, a record number of times. I mean, I, I, I don't want to use his phraseology, but he I, he went into to bankruptcy a, a bunch of times. Yep. I mean, he's not a good businessman and he's not well-liked. He's not well-respected in the business community. And now he's got all these CEOs of major corporations 
who have dismantled yeah. their councils, yep. even though he says he dismantled them. The CEOs are saying they stepped away collectively because they don't want to be affiliated with him anymore. I mean, how crappy a businessman do you have to be to alienate other businessmen? Exactly. And of course, he's a pathological liar. There's no doubt about that. And he's lying about both of these councils that, that he yeah. allegedly disbanded, as you said, but which were, were just vanished because everyone who was participating in them just decided to walk away. And then, of course, Donald Trump You don't want to date me? Fine. I didn't want to go out with you anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly right. You know, and then, uh, you know, I think going back to the CEO thing, even if you do have a private uh, corporation, you're still acting in the corporation's best interest when, yes, you're, yes, when you've yes, got yes, that business absolutely. hat on. So it doesn't matter if you're poisoning people with battery acid in the water supply. It doesn't matter uh, if you're mm-hmm. p- poisoning the air or if you're laying off a thousand people and moving factories here and there and automating and whatever, you know, taking away people's jobs and so on. It's all about the bottom line. And somehow th- this more successful CEOs are able to switch off their morality when they're making business decisions. And I think Don- that's part of Donald Trump's problem. He's switched off his morality, if he has any, and I doubt that he has any. He's defending Nazis, for God's sake. So maybe He's it's also not successful. I mean, we have no idea what his net worth is. Which is we have yeah, no no clue. And I don't think he got into bed with Russia because he was doing well. Well, that, and that's just, just it. That's just it. That, 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 that's why he's gotten into so much trouble with Russia. And uh, vis-a-vis Paul Manafort, vis-a-vis the, the Bank of Cyprus, and all of these oligarchs who uh, are most likely uh, uh, engaging in money laundering and, and mm-hmm. employing Donald Trump in that endeavor. So that is, uh, that is just one small chunk of, of what the Russia story is all about. It's Donald Trump. And it Trump. dates all the way back. I mean, in, 19, in 1984... Right, I think it was eighty four. Yeah, uh, he when he sold Trump, it was five Trump Tower apartments to a guy who uh, ended up being a big Russian mobster. I mean, yep. it's, and they, they the Trump Tower apartments were used to launder money. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not this is who knows this many Russians. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's right. He knows so many Russians, and the funny <laughs> thing is, he's, he's denied. He doesn't know any Russians. I don't know any Russians. Uh, I have no idea who these Russians I got nothing are. In Russia. So, uh, all right, we were going to talk about Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham came out strongly against Donald Trump's reaction to uh, Charlottesville, as he should. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to have seen that because it's uh, Lindsey Graham is one of my favorite Republicans. I don't agree with but him on policy. What does it matter if he doesn't vote? against Trump. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's just it. I mean, you know, he's voting He's voting with Trump in a lot of ways. I understand that. It's not a matter of policy necessarily with Lindsey Graham, but Lindsey Graham has a tendency to step up and take that kind of John McCain mavericky approach when it comes to opposing other Republicans, and especially Donald Trump, which I like to see. Essentially, what we're talking about now is the enemy of, of my enemy is my friend. Okay. <laughs> that's sure. There are a lot of uh, uh, Republicans who slip into that category, at least for me. Uh, speaking for myself. So Donald Trump attacked Lindsey Graham today and said, publicity seeking Lindsey Graham falsely stated that I said there's moral equivalency between the KKK, neo-Nazis and white supremacists and people like Miss Hire. Uh, such a disgusting lie. He just can't forget his election trouncing. F you. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so Lindsey Graham fired back at Donald Trump uh, via Twitter in a sort of a six, what is it? Six part 
uh, tweet, series of tweets here. So, Mr. President, like most, I seek to move our nation, my state, and our party forward toward the light, not back to the darkness. Your tweet honoring Miss Heyer was very nice and appropriate. Well done. However, because of the manner in which you have handled the Charlottesville tragedy, you are now receiving praise from some of the most racist and hate-filled individuals and groups in our country. For the sake of our nation, as our president, please fix this. History is watching us all. So that is uh, Lindsey Graham reacting to uh, to Trump's attack. So I thought that was really appropriate. And of course, Donald Trump's lying when he said that uh, he never said there was a moral equivalency between the KKK. We all heard the press conference. I mean, I went back, I missed it in live, and then I went back and watched the presser. I think they replayed it on MSNBC. Of course he did. I mean, they asked, like, are you saying there's a moral equivalence? And then he said that it's both sides. Yeah, both Same, sides, both, both sides. sides. I mean, here's, here's the audio from the press conference the other day. You had a group on one side and you had a group on the other and they came at each other with clubs and it was vicious and it was horrible and it was a horrible thing to watch. But there is another side. There was a group on this side, you can call them the left, you've just called them the left, that came violently attacking the other group. So you can say what you want, but that's the way it is. Uh-huh. You dick! Right, yeah. You can uh, say what you want, but that's how it is. Yeah. I mean, come on. Right. And and so Who he, are you? Like like he's like a bad six year old. I mean I Yeah. That's I'm, how it is. You can think what you want, but that's how it is. Exactly. I mean he's play you know, when he does this He's playing the role of of something he wants to be that he can't be, which is a Fox News pundit. He's just he's kind of imitating Fox, the the people he likes and admires on Fox News Channel when he does this crap, and and of course it's it stems from his personality. There's no doubt about that that he's just a horrible, monstrous human being. But the fact is is that he does this for the benefit of the people on Fox News Channel and for the people who watch Fox News Channel. That's what this is entirely about. And yeah. right there in that audio clip, of course he drew a, a moral equivalency between the uh, the protesters and the Nazis and white supremacists who were there. He was saying it was both sides and they were both violent. They were both doing all the same things and that in and of itself is a moral equivalency and then he lies about it in response to a sitting united states senator he lies to a united states senator of his own party about what he said and didn't say even though there's a long record of what he said that you can find simply by taking two seconds to google it i mean here's another clip of him doing the exact same thing drawing that moral equivalency i do think there's blame yes i think there's blame on both sides you look at you look at both sides i think there's blame on both sides and i have no doubt about it and you don't have any doubt about it either (laughs) And, and, and and if you reported it accurately you would say, you dick. Exactly. <laughs> yep. More moral equivalency right there that he just denied. He just denied. He doesn't know what moral equivalency means. He's he like, I didn't say those yeah. words. But, you know, meanwhile, I mean, it's not bad enough that he's attacking one of the senior members of the United States Senate from his own party, uh, Lindsey Graham. But he but attacked he, McCain the other day, yeah, he so attacked, it's not even new. He attacked McCain. He, he went after the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, and now he's going after Jeff Flake. He tweeted here today, uh, because we know that this primary challenger to Jeff Flake for 2018, Kelly Ward, is a hand-picked candidate by the White House, by the Trump White House, to unseat Jeff Flake, which is just phenomenally counterproductive, because what this is going to do is this is going to Kelly Ward's candidacy uh, against Jeff Flake in Arizona is going to weaken Jeff Flake's chances in 2018 of getting reelected. So Donald Trump sets out uh, to tweet again this morning. He's twooping as as you so twooping, twooping, Jackie. Uh, Great to see that Dr. Kelly Ward 
is running against Jeff, he says here, running against Flake Jeff Flake, who I guess is like James Bond. Bond, James Bond. Flake. Flake Jeff Flake. Flake Jeff Flake, who is weak on borders, crime, and a non-factor in the Senate. He's toxic. He just referred to one of the two senators from Arizona, the state that he's traveling to for a rally later this month. He just referred to Jeff Flake as toxic while promoting Jeff Flake's primary challenger. This is a guy who knows nothing. He knows nothing. If he knew anything about politics, of course he wouldn't do this. You know, it's going to come down to if there's an actual impeachment. Mm-hmm. I've said this before. This is not any sort of new insight. But if it comes down to an impeachment, the articles are passed in the House and then it goes to a trial in the Senate where Donald Trump is going to need every Republican mm-hmm. vote. He's not winning any friends. No, he's not. He's ostracizing the Senate majority leader of the Republican Party. He's ostracizing Lindsey Graham. He's ostracizing uh, uh, John McCain. He's literally calling Jeff Flake toxic, which I'm no fan of Jeff Flake, by the way. Don't get me wrong. It's the same story with Lindsey Graham. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. If Jeff Flake's going to uh, 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 rally against uh, Donald Trump, great. Great. Bring it up. Maybe what we should do, actually, I was just thinking about this strategically. Like, Mm -hmm. instead of going after these guys when they start to waver, we should just retweet Trump's insults at them. Like, (laughs) remind them what Trump said about them. Exactly. Like, maybe that's it, right? Like, just continuing to elevate the insults that he slung against them. Like, hey, this is the guy you're supporting. Like, this is the guy you're backing down on. This, Like, remember what he said about you? Because... I feel like there's there's some usefulness to that. Like, Absolutely. It, saying to them, do the right thing isn't enough, but maybe reminding them about how humiliating it is to, to continue to support a guy who insults you day after day. Like yep. Maybe that's what we need to do to get to them because there's, there's got to be a chink in that ego armor somewhere. Well, yeah, yeah. And I think at some point they're just all going to start cutting bait with Donald Trump. And it's already starting. It's already, you're seeing uh, hints of it now where the Trump coalition is falling apart. He's going to have no support in the Senate. Uh, he's not going to get any of his agenda done whatsoever. The uh, Senate Republicans. Well, it's a good thing he has no agenda. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, his agenda is ridiculous. Well, they just rolled out. They tried to roll out this infrastructure thing, which would have been the easiest putt in the world. This would have been a a home run. If I was mixing my metaphors, it, it would have been a home run for Donald Trump if he had started with infrastructure right out of the chute instead of health care, instead of tax reform. If he had done infrastructure, that is something that would get bipartisan support. But right now, no one wants to sign on to anything that has to do with Donald Trump because he talk about people who are toxic. Donald Trump is toxic. He is a third rail. Now, if you touch Donald Trump, you die. (laughs) Everything Donald Trump touches withers and dies. And that's, that's a fact. All right. We we're way late for one last break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this amazing takedown by Stephanie rule and Ali Velshi of MSNBC. I, I can't wait to play this right after these words. At Bubble Genius, we know that it's a dog-eat-dog world and sometimes all you've got is man's best friend. We know you'd do anything for your precious pup. When he's a good boy, you give him his favorite treat. When he's gotta go, you take him for a nice walk. When he destroys your favorite shoes, you scold him, lament, and go shoe shopping. And when he eats God knows what and his ass becomes a dirty, stinking mess, well, we've got your backside on that one. 
You know that we bubble geniuses make fun, awesome soaps for people, but did you also know that we make stuff for your best friend? We've got dog soaps, shampoos, and conditioners that'll clean your disgusting doggy in no time and leave him soft, cuddly, and smelling super. And we don't stop with the D stinking there. We also make Kismet, our flea-repelling doggy perfume that leaves your pup smelling sweet and dreamy. Doggy kisses leaving you offended at your pup's palate? Turn those sour smooches to sweet with Kiss Me, our all-natural breath spray for dogs. Works wonders on humans, too. Pamper your precious pup with genius products and more at BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, we're running short on time here on our Thursday show. Uh, okay, by the way, there are two Yes bands right now, which is really weird. <laughs> there, there are two bands that represent the Yes franchise. I just saw them last year, I think it was, yeah. uh, in concert here in L.A. They had a new lead singer, but it was the original band. Yeah, it was the original band with a new lead singer. And then there's another band with the old lead singer, John Anderson, that is now touring. It, 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 it's so complicated. Doing so yes stupid. songs? Yeah, they're all doing. They're both doing yes songs, and they're both called yes. <laughs> is, there, a, is there is there that large of a calling for yes? Yes, members? there's so many yes fans out there. They need two yes fans in order to accommodate <laughs> all those. No, it's actually not. The the number of yes fans is actually dwindling, sadly. So uh, it's too bad. It's one of my 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 favorite bands I, right there. Yeah, uh, it's, it's an older an older demographic. I will say. Yes, definitely, and it's all it's just the. <laughs> the downfall of the I mean even they, they got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year so it's not that sad it's, sad. A, it's not that bad uh, but anyway I said I don't want to talk about yes uh, there's yes. more important things to talk about like Ali Velshi and Stephanie Rule's takedown of this this Trump supporter is just a beautiful beautiful thing this guy named Brad Thomas was trying to get on in front of two financial journalists two financial reporters on cable news long time uh, financial experts. They were on CNBC for a long time, and now they're on MSNBC. Ali Velshi, Stephanie. Roller, I worked with great. Ali uh, very closely at CNN. We've been friends for a long time. He knows his stuff. And one of the things I'll, I'll give Ali is that he's been um, very outspoken when surrogates, Trump surrogates, come on uh, television and try to pull one over. He did it with healthcare. Yeah. He's now doing it with economics, and he's and I give him huge amounts of credit for what he's doing because he's he's elevating the conversation in that way, and I I truly appreciate it. He's always been very. Uh, very outspoken about what he believes in and, and the way that cable news should be done. So I, I preface that in saying he's a friend of mine, and so I'm going to speak very glowingly about him. But uh, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. Well, no, I mean, he <laughs> is. This, he's, was, he's this, got, was, this was excellent. He's got the right combination of forcefulness, uh, respectability, and, uh, and the facts backing mm -hmm. him up, which is great. Those darn facts. Yeah, exactly. And this was a case where this guy, Brad Thomas, tried to say that, uh, tried to ballyhoo the, uh, the Trump uh, administration's economic record on jobs in the stock market and so on. And, uh, and of course, Ali Velshi was having not, none of it because it's all a big lie. It's so misleading. 
if you look at the charts, it's all in the charts. It's all in the numbers that this is just a continuation of the Obama economy that started to improve in March of 2009 after the stimulus was passed. And since then, the stock market has gone from 6,000 to 22,000. Uh, unemployment has gone down from uh, 10% to 4.3%. You can chart the whole goddamn thing. And yet they still think oh, Donald Trump came along and suddenly everything's great again. That's completely wrong. Ali Velshi does such a, a so much a better job, and, and Stephanie Rule as well of, of completely debunking this nonsense. Here we go. I'm a value investor, and most people should be value investors, frankly. And so when I look at long term, look at the long term. The number one catalyst that nobody's going to talk about, especially your show and others like this, is the number one catalyst is the corporate tax. This is the market mover. If you're I was right. a CEO, Brad, 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 hold on a second, Brad. It, it, Brad, hold on, hold on. Yes. You, you're, you're talking to do financial journalists, right? Uh, I, I don't know if my I didn't know you were going to bring this up, so I don't have the chart ready, but we always put it on. I can find it and I can tweet it out to you. This market started going up on March 9th, 2009. And if you have a ruler, it's a pretty much straight line from there to now. So there is nothing Donald Trump has done yep. to cause the market to be where it is. Right and now. President Trump would like tax reform to get it done. But those who are working on it have said the president is doing nothing to advance that agenda. And look at those CEOs that are on that council but who I walked just, away from Stephanie, them. I wanted to answer my question. Because you guys keep peddling this myth that Donald Trump is responsible for this market. You, you are a market guy. You have seen the S&P 500 since March 9th, 2009, right? Absolutely. So do you give Barack Obama credit for all of the stuff that happened from March 9th, 2009 to January 20th, 2017? The number one driver of this Just answer the question, Brad. Answer right? the question, Brad. <laughs> And what is the question? You, do, do you give Barack Obama the credit for all the stuff that happened from March 9, 2009 to January 20th, 2017? Because if you do that, not, then you realize it's not Donald Trump. But the, right now, the commander in chief <laughs> is Donald J. Trump. And in terms of the market mover, what's going to actually move this market? And what we're seeing now is job creation. President Trump has created over a million jobs. Oh, my Brad, goodness. Brad, Brad, Brad stop. Brad. For heaven's sake, you know that in the last six months of 2016, there were more jobs created. In the first six months of 2016, in the last six months of 2015, first six months of 2015, last six months of 2000. I mean, I can just keep on going. Donald Trump's not even close to being the largest job creator in the first six months of his presidency. There are four recent presidents who do better than him. Yep, that is absolutely right. Epic. Thank God. If you're going to put these morons on the air, then put people like Stephanie and Allie up against them and let them debunk them. You exactly. know, if you're going to give them airtime, then you got to you got to know your And I will say this is what it means to have people who know their stuff yep. on your network. Yeah. Right? If Experts. you Yeah, I mean if you get look, you can get political talkers to, to, to talk about healthcare reform, but when you get somebody who knows what they're talking about, we, and myself included, can knock down the lies. When you get generalists who don't know the specifics of policy, they let these people spew and just move on to the next thing because they're afraid of getting slammed in the weeds. Yeah. When you get two financial journalists on with somebody who's lying about the economy, they have that knowledge in their brain to be able and to fight back on the details. Like That's why it's so important for these news organizations to get past the talking heads and and get into people who know their stuff. Yeah, and, and look, there's no one who understands uh, the predicament more than I think we do, Jackie, of, of, of being someone who comments on a whole uh, array of issues and having to be up to speed on what the most factual details are of all of those issues. How, how can you balance that plate-spinning act and, and still be coherent on television or on a podcast sure. or in an 
an article. Uh, and and that's a that's a huge challenge, but it it can be done, especially if you've got you know NBC Universal backing you, and you've got a staff of uh, of a dozen people who are uh, chasing down those stories, and you got an earpiece in your ear of people telling you additional background information, and so. Uh, there's no excuse for why anyone on cable news doesn't have those facts readily available at their disposal, other than the drive to say, all right, we have to make sure we represent both sides equally and fairly, which is not, that's not how reality works. There is one side, basically, of facts and mm-hmm. science and math to every issue, and that is the correct side, and that is the only side. And yet, and yet, and yet, here we are. It's just yeah, so- I mean, the lies are allowed to perpetuate because nobody's actually stopping them. Exactly. Exactly right. All right, so there's lots more to talk about. We're going to continue the conversation over on the Postmortem Show. You can uh, sign up by going to bobseska.com and clicking, clicking the Patreon link. And if you go to our Patreon page and you sign up for $5 a month, just 5 bucks per month, you get two post-mortem shows a week. Plus, you get our uh, undying gratitude for that. If you sign up for $10 a month, you get even more. You get two post-mortem shows a week, plus you get the after-party show with me and Kimberly Johnson every Friday. And if you sign up at $15 a, week, uh, $15 a month, you get all that stuff, plus a, uh, an unbleeped commercial-free version of this show that you just heard. Plus, you're supporting independent podcasters. You're supporting a completely independent show. It's a one-man production here as far as my end goes. And, of course, I'm always grateful for the uh, participation of people like Jackie Schechner, who's right here, and uh, and Kimberly Johnson, and Buzz Burbank, of course. Uh, nine years I've been friends with Buzz Burbank as of today on Facebook. A lot longer in person, but that's yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, what does that say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, of course, there's also Dave Ferguson and Cliff Schechter and Jody Hamilton. They were all regulars on this show. Charles Johnson from Little Green Footballs. And we all try to keep it, uh, keep all of this afloat. So please uh, help and support us and also do so by uh, using the Amazon link at bobseska.com. Okay, uh, we might talk a little bit about healthcare. There's some other stuff going on with Steve Bannon. Bannon, uh, I want to do some Bannon. Yeah, we're going to get to Steve Bannon on the postmortem show. That's coming up next. You can find Jackie's work at JackieSheckner.com, InvestigateRussia.org. When is that launching again? Labor Day. We're aiming for Labor Day. Labor Day! I can't wait. It can't happen soon enough. This is uh, the existential crisis of our time, whether Russia is interfering with our elections, for God's sake. And by the way, they're still doing it. Lots of stuff about Fancy Bear floating around right now, too. Cozy Bear and Fancy Bear. Cozy Bear, Fancy Bear. All right, that's coming up next, Postmortem Show. Join us. Bye-bye. F you.